My name is DJ Bun in the Oven. My name is MC in the Family Way. <laughs> Welcome to an extremely fecund edition of the show entitled Holy Fertile! <laughs> it's all about new life. It is. Being born. Being born. In this particular case, the release of records. Similar. Being born, similar. yes. I'm afraid uh, there isn't any theme per se, sweetly listener, but it's one of our little catch-ups we like to do from time to time, where we bring you some of our favourite new arrivals here at the Moon Base, brought individually by storks. <laughs> moon storks. With uh, helmets. <laughs> That's right. And uh, we should thank all of you who voted in our dual dual show. In case you're wondering why we aren't reporting back on the results, it takes a while for the results to work their way back up to the moon. We've got to start the supercomputer. Yeah. And it's massive. <laughs> it take, it gets very hot. It's in about 14 rooms. We've got to start the air conditioning to bring the temperature down, start the whole thing up. It's all very complicated. <laughs> and we've got to punch the whole cards. That's right. Punch yeah. cards. That takes a oh, long does, time. Yeah. And we've got to launder our white coats when we go into the computer room. <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you those results in the next week or two. I'm sure the nation is waiting. Oh, with bated breath. With bated breath. Bated breath. We did receive a couple of entries that sadly we weren't able to include in PMB 200, so apologies to those of you who missed out on PMB 200, but we have um, shoehorned them into uh, this week's edition of the show. So you'll hear a couple more gratefully received messages on this week's edition of the show. In amongst all of the bouncing baby tunes, we do of course have MC in the family way with his unnecessary news. That's right, this week an hour of babblement from these humble jack puddings. That's no way to talk about our babies. Yes, as I say, it's all new or new reissues of old tracks on this week's show. We're going to start with a track that doesn't really need any introduction from a great new compilation of uh, 50s and 60s TV themes from uh, Bob Stanley's new Croydon Municipal label. And it's by Laurie Johnson, and it was originally called Las Vegas, but I think you'll recognise the TV show it was used for very quickly, dear listener. You have the hour, I'll have the span, I'll span for two every day. It's vitamin C for you and me. Outspan for two every day.
that was, of course, Las Vegas by Laurie Johnson, also known as Animal Magic, or mm. used, used for the show Animal Magic, which yes. used to star the great Johnny Morris, pretending that penguins could talk, yes. giving them various animal voices. That's right, yeah. Lending a sort of, well, this is what the BBC used to do, isn't it? We've got this kind of footage of zoos. <laughs> it's a bit dull, isn't it? Johnny just had a voice, had a comedy voice. I seem to remember finding it absolutely yes. hilarious at the time. I'd like to see David Attenborough doing that now on the sort of new nature documentaries. Yeah, why don't they give various endangered species a funny voice, such as, don't kill me, there's only a few of me left, and so forth. Just make the whole, you know, expiring wildlife thing just a bit more palatable, wouldn't it? Good, yes. Again, BBC, why don't you bring this back? What's happened to Johnny? Do you think he's in cryogenic storage somewhere? I like to think so. Extract his essence, BBC, into a giant syringe. We could create a clone army of Johnny Morris's, couldn't we? What a lovely idea. Yeah. <laughs> listeners, let's make that happen. We should probably start one of those Kickstarters or something. Hey, yes. Listeners, what nonsense is this? If you enjoy the show and you're saying to yourself, I've had 200 of these, we're starting on our next 200, but uh, I've never contacted the show, well, start now. We're very accommodating. We are. And we're so old, we're glad if anybody <laughs> turns up. Would you like a cup of tea and a biscuit? Uh, yes, there are many ways. You can uh, keep an eye on what we're up to here at the Moonbase. Probably the most uh, happening and trendy way is to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash projectmoonbase. Now, also, if you go to projectmoonbase.com, you'll find a list of all the tracks we play on the show and links to where you can find them on Amazon and iTunes should you wish to purchase them and help artists, support artists. We also get a tiny nugget, mm, like a crumb right. from the table. If Think of Amazon as an enormous portly kind of despot. <laughs> Just gorging itself on <laughs> trade. And we are but humble servants. We are. Hoping that a few crumbs will, will fall from the table. <laughs> and uh, you can help with that, listeners. And if you go to uh, projectmemest.com and go to the look at the top right-hand corner of the screen, you will see an Amazon portal. Leap through that portal mm. and purchase whatever you want. A dinghy. A felt hat. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> Whatever. Cuddly potatoes. <laughs> exactly. Anything is possible. <laughs> it is. Amazon. Um, now we have a brand spanking you release. Um, this comes from Japanese multi-instrumentalist called Takako Minikawa. Uh, she doesn't release albums very often. It's a very rare, very rare event. But uh, this album, she's teamed up with a friend who used to be in a band called Ponytail uh, before embarking on a series of solo uh, looping guitar albums called Dustin Wong. And uh, they've teamed up for this album called Savage Imagination. And uh, I believe they're currently on tour, actually. If we, if, they, if we notice them coming anywhere near planet Earth, we'll, uh, we'll tweet the details. But uh, this is from the brand new album. It's called Luminescent Earth Traveller.
stations on reaching 200 episodes. I'm only a recent follower of your fine podcast, but I've been avidly devouring your back catalogue of episodes over the last couple of months. I enjoy very much the mix of Space Age Lounge, library music, film scores, chip tunes, and everything in between. It amounts to a sweet melange of fantastic musical delight that the unenlightened would roll their eyes at in a disapproving manner. So it's been a truly liberating experience to find the bastion of magnificence that is the moon base. Keep up the good work, chaps. I look forward very much to your next double centenary. Many thanks, your loyal follower, Benjamin Green, aka Twitter user Bulldogski. Justin Wong and Takako Minikawa there with Luminescent Earth Traveller. It's a sort of cheery space jungle with some kind of quacking. There's a bit there. of space quacking at the end there. It was quite nice, yes. Very strange, very strange, <laughs> listeners. Where yes. else would you get to hear that? Uh, well, they're on tour, aren't they? Yes, uh, Takako Minikawa and Dustin Wong currently on tour. Actually, it looks like they might just be doing a North American tour. Started on the 7th of uh, November, but they're going to keep uh, dotting around the country until the 12th of December, playing almost every day. If you want to find out the specific dates, there'll be a link on the Project Moonbase website. Go to PMB201 or Project Moonbase slash Fertile, and there'll be a link to take you to a page which has all the tour dates if you want to find out exactly where they're playing. Now, listeners, Hailey Mergia and the Walliers coming up now. Now, we did play Hailey Mergia previously when he was playing his classical instrument. Yes. In fact. But this is an earlier. Yes. 1977 incarnation. That's right. We found this via awesome tapes from Africa. This gentleman is, of course, from Ethiopia. This is one of the uh, rare examples where uh, awesome tapes release something physically. You can, I think you can actually get this on a nice slab of vinyl. This is the title track from Chebalu. <laughs> Thank you. 
I love Project Moonbase, I love Project Moonbase, I love Project Moonbase, and so should all of you. and the Walliers with Chebaloo. It's a sort of a sinuous mm. sound he's produced there. Slightly less austere than his classical instrument, isn't it? <laughs> it is, There's yes. A lot more going on. A bit so, more groovy. So a bit more chewy. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. We will be returning with some chip tune. Oh, yes, dear listener, very shortly. But uh, first of all, dear listener, it's time for us to peer into the ultrasound of unnecessary news. A Vietnamese hairdresser cuts hair with samurai swords. <laughs> Meet Nagayan Hoang Hung, a sword-wielding hairdresser from Vietnam. This man cuts hair with a sword, and his unusual method doesn't affect the speed or quality of his haircuts. Hung said that he picked up this skill four years ago when he participated in a game show where it was required to cut hair without scissors. Why are you there? What kind of a sadist would do that? Would, just sort of nibbling it off or something. <laughs> Apparently used a handsaw at the time. I'm sure that was enjoyable. He enjoyed the process immensely, even if the victim didn't. Later, he evolved into the more sophisticated sword-cutting technique that he uses today. He began by using it on women with longer hair, and then he moved on to shorter (laughs) styles like bobs and pixie cuts. He admitted that it was difficult and risky at first. (laughs) don't say. But he just kept practising on training wigs. (laughs) Hmm, We've learnt something inside knowledge there. They have training wigs. After four years of rigorous practice, he's now able to create beautiful hairstyles within minutes. <laughs> he only learned the skill to use during performances and exhibitions, but more and more customers who visited his salon asked for his legendary sword cut. <laughs> and so he had to oblige and eventually abandon scissors altogether. He now uses a wakizashi, which means a side-inserted sword. Ooh. Weird. <laughs> 
a traditional razor-sharp samurai sword that has been around since the 15th century. Warriors generally use it as a backup sword and for close quarter fighting to behead an opponent, for example. <laughs> hmm. Well, that sounds dangerous. But Hung says that the sword is perfectly safe for cutting hair. In fact, he says that it works much better than a pair of scissors. It allows him to accomplish a unique, light-feathered look that is almost impossible to achieve otherwise. <laughs> And if there's the occasional beheading, well, that's the price of modern hairstyle. <laughs> Do you think he has different lengths of sword for different lengths of haircut? Of course he does. Snookball is a sport that lets you play billiards with your feet. <laughs> yes, yeah, snookball is a combination of snooker and football. You actually get to kick the balls into the pockets instead of using a stick. Or cue, or whatever it's called. The sport is played on a giant billiards table that multiple players can walk on. All the rules are the same as snooker, except that you use your feet instead of a cue, and the balls are replaced by footballs. <laughs> the wacky sport is the brainchild of a couple of French entrepreneurs. Generally, it's a two-player game, but the table can accommodate up to four players. All the footballs retain the look of the standard billiard balls, but are obviously large. The white ball is slightly heavier than the rest. That's <laughs> how it ends. Rather peters out, doesn't it? Anyway, there we go. I like the idea of just enlarging a normal oh, yeah. a game mm. so that you can play it with your feet. <laughs> I wonder what else you could do. You could enlarge Sabutio so that you'd have to kick a large player that then kicked a football. Maybe Very messy. Maybe that's a silly idea. Yeah, maybe it is. <laughs> Weasels? Ripped my car. <laughs> European car owners, apparently, are confronted with the very real problem that wild animals may invade their cars and eat their vehicles. <laughs> this is an American site. They just think that weasels are just running all over cars in, <laughs> in Europe. To combat this danger, engineers at Audi rigged a car with multiple cameras and recorded what happened when Martins were allowed to access the vehicle and nibble it liberally. This is from Autoblog. In Europe, it is a common problem to have wild ferret-like animals crawling into the engine bay of cars while parked and idle and bite through brake, power, steering and other lines or hoses. <laughs> Audi Deutschland's quality control is seeing where the ferrets go within the engine compartment, which lines they chew on, which things they sink their teeth into generally. Based on the video, they will look at uh, using different materials that ferrets don't like biting into. <laughs> it's funny, I do the exact same thing on the moon base. I just <laughs> love running around biting things generally, yeah, right. sinking my teeth into, into whatever I can, whether it's a vital cable or power line. You don't mind the occasional 50,000 volt shot, do you? No, no, no. Just keeps me on my toes, doesn't it? Is this cable or hose going to be delicious? Or is it going to give me a horrifying shock? <laughs> Who knows? Let's find out. You have been used. Gastriloquist. Thank you, Mr. Zirconium. Thank you, sir. For ferreting out those news stories... There'll be more later on in the show.
some may say long overdue, but there's a chip-tune version of an ELO tune for you, dear listener, from a whole album of uh, ELO done 8-bit style from that wonderful net label Pterodactyl Squad, who uh, put out all of their stuff for free. You can download the music and the cover art, and they've imagined the work of ELO as a video game and produced different soundtracks to different levels or boss battles or whatever, and that was supposedly the title screen. That was, of course, Turn to Stone. I'm getting a blank from uh, MC in the family way. That's right. Well, as <laughs> listeners will know, I regularly have my memory wiped <laughs> by the boss man here, by the moon pole. <laughs> Just to keep me pliant and bewildered. <laughs> so, no, I have absolutely no memory of ELO no. at all. As with everything on the show, if you go to projectmemace.com, in this case, slash fertile, there will be a full track listing and uh, a little button next to each track where you can either buy the track on Amazon or iTunes, or in that case, get hold of it completely for free. doesn't help us at all. That's how generous we are. In which case, you can go down the page in Project <laughs> Movie Base and donate a tiny yes, amount, like that's right. from as little as a pound a month, to keep the show ticking over and to keep... Uh, your conscience clear. Keep your conscience clear. And to have your sins absolved by the moon pope. It's been a while since we've mentioned that. We're <laughs> still true. in the business of absolving those who make a small donation. It's been a bit quiet on the absolution front recently, I have to say. The sins have been piling up, listeners. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. Don't let those sins weigh you down. You can't go to moon heaven if you're filled with sin. And the only way out is to make a tiny but perfectly formed donation to Project Moonbase. Uh, I can also help with fertility problems too. Oh, steady on. Now we have a track from another brand new release. Uh, this is a release which celebrates 21 years in the music industry of a German duo Mouse on Mars, who uh, we've encountered in the past with their work with Stereolab, but uh, they've also released a number of their own albums. So for this uh, celebration, they've decided to put out a 30-track double CD of uh, collaborations. That's 30 different collaborations with all manner of exciting people, like uh, Atom TM's on there, for example. Matthew Herbert, and uh, he, they've managed to kind of reunite Stereo Lab, at least on the album, across two separate tracks. There's a Leticia Sadier collaboration, and we're going to hear now the uh, opening track, actually, from the album, which is a collaboration with Tim Gain, uh, otherwise known currently as the Cavern of Antimatter. And it's kind of a rather cheesy disco number, which is quite nice, a bit unexpected, but there definitely is a little whiff of Stereo Lab here if you keep your ears peeled. So this is Mouse on Mars with uh, Tim Gain, and a track from the album 21 Again. And this track is called Fertilized.
Yes, it has hand claps and everything, dear listener. <laughs> that was the super cheesy disco sounds there of uh, Mouse on Mars working, in this particular case, with uh, Tim Gain as Cavern of Antimatter, which comes from their brand new collection of collaborations. The essence of Tim Gain, there's, there's, a, there's a streak of stereo lab, isn't there? That he, <laughs> there is, yes. He can't shake off. Oh, no. It's uh, there tickling undercurrents <laughs> in that delightful tune. Maybe that's gearing up for a stereo lab disco album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Make it happen. <laughs> Now, another new release, listeners. When this dropped through the moon slot, <laughs> it was quite something. This is the first physical release from Concretism. He's released many EPs mm. before on uh, Bandcamp, but this is the first physical thing that we can touch, caress, rub up against our cheeks and sniff. <laughs> I'm slightly disappointed to announce that it doesn't have much of an odour. No. Which is usually what I'm looking for. I like to smell and then bite any new releases that come through and i have to say it's not the most delicious tasting one but it is rather handsome it is beautiful yes austere slightly brutal (laughs) now we've played a couple of tracks that are on this uh, album before we played eiswagen about a sinister german ice cream that's right van and we also played the hospital about a sinister hospital (laughs) and now we're going to play a sinister track called a prototype housing estate now this makes me think i want to see a documentary in black and white, hmm. about youths getting up to something, probably. That's what this is, is bringing to mind. Hmm. So, if, listen, if you, if you want to picture youths getting up to something <laughs> surrounded by brutalist concrete, then uh, please do. This particular track is by Concretism. It's called Prototype Housing Estate. Thank you. 
an ideal track there to do a little bit of vandalism to <laughs> listeners. Yes, that was the sound of urban desolation there. <laughs> <laughs> he captures it, doesn't he? He captures it so well. He does. Brought to you there by Concretism. We were very lucky to receive this album weeks, I think, ahead of its release. But you can now actually get hold of a copy in most decent independent retail outlets. Probably the easiest way to get hold of that album is to go to projectwingbest.com slash fertile. We'll be back with you very shortly, dear listener, for some theremin jazz. Oh, yes. But first of all, it's time to waddle in to the antenatal class of unnecessary news. Residents of Jingshai Kun village in China's Hunan province. It's always China's Hunan province, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Claim to have discovered a rather uh, crummy way to keep healthy. They're drinking a concoction of mashed up cow dung and goat poop. Oh. Yeah. Which they think is a miracle cure for cancer and really? other illnesses. <laughs> the villagers say they stumbled upon the medicine when an elderly local woman suffered from cancer and woke up one day... With a bizarre request, she asked her son to collect as much animal feces as possible. <laughs> I was diagnosed with advanced lung cancer last January, she said, and despite going in and out of hospital, nothing was helping, explained 66-year-old Mei Shaoyang, and I had a dream where a voice was telling me to mix the dung of a cow with the droppings of a goat. <laughs> when I awoke, I instructed my son on what he had to do, and although clearly thinking I had lost my mind, he went and did it anyway. She proceeded to dry out the dung and droppings in the sun and then crush them into a powder, adding water and uh, drinking the whole <laughs> concoction. Soon, she claimed that she felt much better. Although she hasn't visited the hospital for any confirmation of, or follow-up exams, villagers just took her word for it. <laughs> I see. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so that's, that's a scientific method in action right there, isn't it? <laughs> We don't necessarily endorse this uh, course of treatment. I would say no. <laughs> the health craze soon caught on, and all the villagers wanted to try the cure for themselves. 40-year-old Zhang Li, who was suffering from a gynecological ailment after drinking the Miracle Poo potion, reported an improvement as well. After hearing about how it had cured Ma, I started drinking her potion twice a day for three months, and now I feel better. And the reason for it is obvious, she said. <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> As more and more villagers are adopting the miracle cure, Chinese doctors found it necessary to issue a warning. Cow and goat dung was used in ancient Chinese times as a way to flush out heat and toxins. This is not going well to start with, admitted Liu Shaigui, a doctor at the Hunan University of Chinese Medicine. However, those who try this method run the risk of bacterial infection and parasites. <laughs> if the dung is not properly treated, what is the proper way to treat dung? It's not to drink it. And Chinese netizens... Oh, I don't like netizens. Oh, dear. Chinese people on the internet have also criticised the cure and blasted the villagers for their ignorance. Such heart-wrenching news, wrote one user. I cannot believe that people in the 21st century and in a country that is the world's second largest economy by GDP, people still treat cancer like this. Would you eat that if one had the money? <laughs> Not really sure what that's saying. <laughs> Takes all sorts. <laughs> anyway, it's difficult to know what to say to that other than no thank you, do not drink poo. Three crazy Norwegians visit 19 countries in 24 hours. Last month, three friends from Norway set a new world record for visiting the most number of countries in a day. 
They made it to 19 different countries across Europe in only 24 hours, beating 2012's world record of 17 countries. And throughout the journey, they followed only three simple rules. Physically stand in each country, complete visits within any consecutive 24-hour period, and provide media evidence. The three extreme travellers, Gunnar Garfor, Young Park, and Austin Djupvik, started their journey from Greece at midnight on September 22nd. From there, they followed a northwestern route passing through 18 other countries. Bulgaria, Macedonia, Kosovo, Serbia, Croatia, Bosnia, Slovenia, Austria, Hungary, Slovakia, the Czech Republic, Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, Luxembourg, France, and Switzerland. They managed to make their final stop in Liechtenstein just before the 24 hours were up, and although they had time to spare at the end of their trip, bad weather conditions prevented them from making it to their 20th country, Italy. But that didn't bother the trio, who were elated with their achievement. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> Sounds like a modern kind of coach, package coach holiday, doesn't it, really? <laughs> yes, perhaps a little speedier. <laughs> and finally, Australian Cafe charges different prices for coffee, depending on how nice you ask for it. <laughs> the Seven Mile Beach Kiosk Cafe, it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> In Garoa, New South Wales, doesn't just serve its customers good coffee, but also lessons in politeness. In order to reinforce the importance of being nice, the cafe owners are actually charging people different rates for coffee depending on how they ask for it. Just so this doesn't confuse their customers, they put it on a sign outside the cafe explaining their innovative pricing policy. According to the sign, merely asking for a coffee will set you back $5, but saying a coffee please will bring the price down to $4.50. And if you want to go the whole mile, you could say, good morning, a coffee please, and then they'll only charge you $4. <laughs> the initiative is only two months old. Things have been going well so far. Owner Kev Chilver and his wife Kylie... <laughs> Had to be, didn't it? <laughs> Said they wanted to bring good manners back. And they got the idea after one of their employees saw a similar sign in another shop. So they stole the idea. <laughs> and ever since they put up the sign, they said customers have been making an effort to ask nicely. Common courtesy is less common, and we're trying to bring it back, they said. We are in the service industry, but we deserve as much respect as anyone else. Please and thank you go a long way. Mm. <laughs> well said. You have been used. Baffle. Thank you, Mrs. Cunningham. Thank you, sir. For that very well-mannered selection of new stories, there'll be more on next week's show.
Yes, that was indeed the sound of theremin jazz there, ladies and gentlemen. I had the great delight and pleasure to finally get to meet and see in action. Well, I've been calling her Pamelia Kirsten for years, but it turns out her name is actually Pamelia Kirsten. Different emphasis, you see. It is. It's all about the emphasis. <laughs> it is. Who is one of the foremost thereminists in the world today, and she's got a new trio called Blue Blute, made up of Mark Golub, who also plays with Led Bib on the drums, and uh, an Austrian guitarist called Chris Janka, who makes some extraordinary sounds on his lovely old Fender. And they were playing in uh, Newcastle recently, and I was very, so very lucky to see them playing upstairs in a pub. Are they as taut in real life <laughs> as they are on the record? I think they are possibly maybe more taut. More taut. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> They've just released their first album, which is called Hurt So Good. And uh, I was chatting to uh, Ms. Kirsten after the show, and the uh, last um, gig of their current tour is actually, conveniently enough, in a recording studio. So they're going to be recording that gig. <laughs> and shushing and, people and, a lot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so that might see a release, but they're already incorporating some new tunes into the set, so there'll be, there definitely will be a second album, I think, fairly soon. But yes, that was a track of theirs called Calypsoma. And um, I think, certainly based on what I saw live, what you heard there was the bass was actually a theremin loop, and then uh, Pamela Kirsten was playing theremin over the top of that too. Very talented young lady. I understand you got a signed copy of this album. I did. Uh, not only that, but um, Pamela Kirsten uh, decided, for whatever reason, to write a little dedication on the back in reverse. <laughs> She's a mirror person! <laughs> She's a mirror person, yes. I think you might be right. I think her organs might be reversed as well. <laughs> Weird. Could be. We have time for two more tracks, dear listener. And the first of these is uh, we're going to revisit this uh, lovely new collection of uh, 50s and 60s TV theme tunes. Many, if not most, have never been uh, released before. And most of them are just straight reissues of the original theme tunes. But um, Bob Stanley, who put the collection together, has also rather cheekily included a few alternate versions of uh, theme tunes, including this next one, which I rather like, which takes the original theme to Zed Cars. A great theme in a itself. Great theme in itself. And adds what's missing, doesn't it? Cha cha cha. A bit of cha cha. Quite why this wasn't used as the original theme, I don't know. boggles, who knows? I'm not sure if we mentioned it before, but we will mention it again now, which is that one of the many delightful things about this collection is that every track on the album is prefaced with a lovely uh, vintage advertisement from the era, as you will hear shortly. But this is the John Warren Orchestra with Zed Cars. Cha cha cha. Make friends with Horniman's, Horniman's yellow dividend tea. Make friends with Horniman's, the tea that makes friends
John Warren Orchestra there with Zedcar's Cha Cha Cha, better than the original. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Many, many, many themes would be improved with the addition of Cha Cha Cha. <laughs> now, listeners, we've reached the end of the show. Oh, that seems to whiz by. It does, doesn't it? Well, I think we kind of speeded up during the Zed Cars. That was, that, was, that was a fairly high octane piece there. But listeners, don't worry, because we're going to luxuriate in hypertension. <laughs> now, I know what you're saying. That doesn't sound very restful, does it? Because that's a chronic blood, high blood pressure thing. You know, it's, a, it's horrible, isn't it? It's it awful. Is. Yeah. It's nasty. But I think what happened here is a great man wandered into the hospital to visit his doctor <laughs> and heard a word that most of us, if we heard, would go, oh, no, why, oh, why? I must have an easier life. I must try and take it easy. But this gentleman said, no, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make an incredibly groovy track, <laughs> the like of which you have never heard before, listeners. I love the mixture of seriousness and hilarity that this seems to... <laughs> stir up i don't know if it really has anything to do with the medical element but he seems to be quite serious about it and then there's a great backing vocal that comes in that just makes the whole thing just (laughs) hilariously great i speak of course of none other than the great the enormous the spangalicious william onyebo (laughs) we should probably say because we're just going to play out with this that um you just received nine William on the Abo albums. Yes, I was in the late stages of putting this quick show together and blew me away, I think is the expression. Well, when a well, lump like that drops through does, the main slot. Yes. This is from the great Luaka Bop, who reissued a collection of uh, William on Yebo's tracks last year called Who is William on Yebo? Yeah, and we were lamenting then, you know, yeah. is this it? Where's the That's rest right. of it? I mean, well, great as that is, where is the rest of it? Well, and the, it rest just has, turned up. <laughs> the rest has arrived in one go. <laughs> Dropped in an almighty brick <laughs> yes. in, through the letterbox. Um, you can get either two massive vinyl box sets or the single nine cd box set featuring i think pretty much everything that uh, william Monaber recorded on his own will films record label so called because uh, quite a few of the uh, albums were actually used at least in part for films that he was working on and as i say every single one of them has been reissued in its own separate uh, cd case and uh, i'm sure we'll keep us busy for a few weeks to come yes indeed so yes we're going to leave you with the title track from uh, this 1982 album hypertension i have been dj bun in the oven and i hope you haven't had kittens during this week's edition of the show dear listener i have been mc in the family way and i hope this episode hasn't caused you any unnecessary contractions. <laughs> Until next week, dear listeners.
Moonbase, don your tails, oil your baton, and prepare yourself to enter the classical dimension. <laughs> 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 <laughs>